Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are broadcasting live from slightly dreary and rainy Austin, Texas. And guys, you know that this is your only source online for your true, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working in to, to put you into action and make you money now in this real estate market. Listen in now and learn what it takes to get the most out of this new real estate boom. So, as always, is my lovely co-host and my bride of 23 years this year, Julie Harris. <laughs> Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to today's show. Do you realize it's 23 years this year? I know. What the heck, right? Awesome. Before we were married. I know. Yes. It's crazy. I know. It's scary. Yes. Do you realize that we've known each other and been married for literally, uh, I mean, you can do the math in your head, but basically it's more than we've not yeah. known each other or not been married at this point. By quite a bit. Yeah. When did that happen? I don't know. We blinked, I guess, when <laughs> we were there. That's right. So, Julie, um, we are talking about something that I know is one of your favorite coaching topics, and it certainly is mine, called being situationally aware, or as we say, yeah. actually here at Harris Real Estate University, we say, stay frosty. So we're going to be talking about that on today's show, but I know from having chatted with Jules prior to today's show that she's got a cool story to share with all of you from maybe one of her free coaching calls that she did or from her actual personal one-on-one coaching clients. So, Julie, share with uh, the listeners what you have. Sure, just a real quick story from one of my private coaching clients. And it's been interesting to see her transformation and her aha moment. This is a client who has been searching for, and we hear this a lot, especially early on in coaching, maybe something was wrong with her, right? We hear this from Mm. you guys, something, I can't do something because there must be something wrong with me because I've been stuck for a long time. And so we talked about that, and she's kind of searching for what that might be, and she had thought, well, and, and again, this is a common thing, maybe I'm with the wrong broker. Maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because of that. And ultimately, she came full circle and realized it was actually her, that the big picture was lack of organization, lack of a schedule, all the things that we work on in coaching. And so it's been interesting to see, and, and kudos to her for only taking two calls to get there in, because I told her if it's Groundhog Day, we're not going to do that. We're not going to be having the same exact conversation call after call. My job as a coach to, is to move her forward. So uh, we're going to take it a piece at a time. Part of the issue is her office, her homework is, I'm seeing a before and after picture of her office. And her office currently, let's just say, might have a goat path or two through it. And this sort of plays into today's topic, too. You know, when you live in a place or you're in your office a lot, sometimes it can kind of encroach on you, and you don't even realize it because you're so used to it. But her office does not look like a place of productivity. So we're going to take this one piece at a time. There is nothing wrong with her. I keep telling her, if there was a screw loose, I would let her know. It's just that she has let a few things get out of control. It's not her broker. It's not this. It's not that. It's her need to put one foot in front of the other and take massive action to get into control and to have the accountability of the coach. So 
she has one week to get this place organized, get her wipe-off boards up, follow the coaching that we have in Real Estate Coaching Essentials, and get it together because there's nothing wrong with her. Speaking of taking action, the feedback from the interview um, we did yesterday with Mark Shandro has been fantastic. And if you guys did not listen to that, you need to go and listen to the replay of yesterday's radio show. And we did an interview prior to that with another one of our superstars, the number one Century 21 agent in the world, Marty Rodriguez. Make sure you listen to that interview. And we are in the process of lining up interviews with other superstars, such as the National Association of Realtors president, Steve Brown. So hopefully that will be coming up soon and working on a lot of other exciting names um, as we get everyone scheduled. So, you know, Julie, I want to share with you a story, and uh, I kind of promised I wouldn't share this story. This is the last coaching mm. call I had prior to no. the radio, and I know he was uh, prior to the show. I know he's listening in now, and mm-hmm. the only reason I'm telling this story is just because I know it'll make him uncomfortable. And you know, let's be honest, a little bit of uncomfort sometimes gets you guys to get out of your uh, shells. So, yep. you know, this lovely gentleman in Utah, whose first name is Kim. Mm-hmm. Yes. Julie? Yes. I okay, do. Okay, so we won't say his, we won't say his last name. So he is, um, for the first time in a long time, He con- you'll be amazed by this, Jules, he contacted his centers of influence and past clients. And he only made like 20 contacts, if I remember correctly. But get this, mm-hmm. from having done that, never done it you know, really in, in it with any purposefulness, he got 17 leads. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, That's a right? rocking ratio. Nine, nine of which were seller wow. leads. He got one lead that should result in four listings. That's incredible. And this is after really having done nothing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, previously. So these are kind of like folks that in many cases... Nice job. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, what did he do? He used our scripts that we give you guys that are specifically designed for calling your centers of influence and past clients. Mm-hmm. They're scripts that will make people welcome your call, look forward to your call. They're not calls that start with, this is a business call, or they're not calls where basically yeah. the feel, people feel like you're encroaching in on their space. Right. They're calls where they're friendly, comfortable, conversational-based con- uh, uh, calls that do result in business, obviously, given the example I just gave you. So, guys, here's a thought for all of you. We are in the very beginning stages of what will be a 7- to 10-year real estate recovery. And by beginning stages, I mean that it's an uneven start. Some markets are experiencing it, some markets aren't. But in most, for the most part, you will know of market like in, in Columbus, Ohio, where Jules and I sold real estate for almost a decade, there were always markets that were doing better than others. So in other words, you guys might live in a more normalized market and sell in a more normalized market like where Julie and I sold, where essentially some parts of the uh, housing market, let's be honest, may never recover, whereas other parts were doing fantastic. The bottom line is, is the momentum is definitely back uh, to the positive. The momentum is definitely back leaning towards and definitely moving towards having a full-blown real estate recovery and will, will be seen as a housing boom. Guys, that is the reason that all this big money has been getting into housing, whereas before they avoided it like the plague, because they know that housing goes in seven to ten year cycles, and they're at the very beginning stages of the cycle. They're buying for the appreciation. They realize that homes will be increasing in value, and everything will be, uh, essentially, housing will have the winds at its back, whereas maybe during the real estate crash, well, not maybe, definitely during the real estate crash, it was not at its back, and we are obviously constantly facing housing headwinds. Julie, from the news, and I read this on CNBC, speaking of housing headwinds, it was mm-hmm. kind of funny. Back a few years ago, the only thing that you'd hear, and you'd read about this, and you see it in Time Magazine, front cover of LA Times, 
everybody is constantly talking about the underwater homeowners. And now what happens to those stories? Nobody's talking about it anymore. But Mm -hmm. there's a report that came out today from uh, Realty, or no, Sue, who is it? Darren Bloomquist from Realty Track, I believe. I'm just going to skip to the the specific aspect that's relevant to how many homeowners are still underwater. He said, homeowners Mm -hmm. in the hard-hit states have had the toughest time getting back to above water. These include Nevada. These numbers are staggering, really. Nevada, where 34% remain seriously underwater. Florida, 31% underwater. Illinois, 30% underwater. Michigan, 29% underwater. Ohio, where we used to sell real estate. Hey, guess where Tim and Julie learned how to do short sales? Hmm, 27%. Okay, yeah, curious. According to Realty Track data, hard-hit metro areas include Las Vegas. 30% are seriously, seriously underwater in Vegas. Lakeland in Las Vegas specifically, 30%, almost 40% of homeowners today, April, what is it, 17th, 2014, almost 40% are still underwater. Now, here's the screwed up part about Vegas. We'll just hover here for a second. You guys will know that last year in Las Vegas, there was supposedly 30% home value appreciation. So how can you have home value appreciation, whereas at the same time, nearly 40% of all the owners are underwater? Curious, don't we think? Don't you think? Think it has mm-hmm. something to do with the banks not putting their properties for sale? Lakeland, yeah. Florida. If you guys are listening from Lakeland, Florida, nearly 40%, 36% of all your owners are still underwater. Palm Bay, Melbourne, uh, Tudisville, Florida, 35%. Cleveland, 35%. Akron, Ohio, 34%, and Detroit, Michigan, 33%. So, guys, the reality of it is is that there are still tons and tons and tons of homeowners, millions and millions of homeowners that are still underwater. And the reality of it is is that you have this going on at the same time. You have areas like San Jose, California, where 39% of all homeowners have more than 50% equity. Honolulu, 35% equity. San Francisco, 35% equity. Areas of New York, 34% equity. Los Angeles, 32% equity. So in this country and in your markets, all the markets is called bifurcation, right? You have certain markets where homes are appreciating again, like the ones I just rattled off, and you have certain markets where homes are probably never really going to fully recover from the Great Recession. The reality of it is, is that we are in the beginning stages of recovery, and like hopefully I've sufficiently explained, we are recovering at different rates depending on where you are in the country. So we are going to take a quick break so I can make some more mint tea, and when we come back, we are going to talk about today's topic, which is staying frosty, learning how to be situationally aware, and I have some specific questions that I wrote down that I want all of you to pay attention to, so we'll be back in about a minute. Is coaching right for you, and how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you are asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors 
know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach, a proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best not someone who is simply assigned to you, or even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online? at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. Okay, we are back. Um, So, guys, listen, we love, honestly love doing the free coaching calls. Uh, When you're ready for a free coaching call, obviously go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. We definitely try to give preference to existing students or those of you who are ready to become students. So let's not have any free coaching calls with those of you who are not, as Rochelle says, stone cold serious about your real estate (laughs) success. So please do request a free coaching call, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. All right, I'm going to tell you guys a story. And I can tell you, as I'm thinking about how to introduce this topic, I can honestly choose from at least six or seven different stories of personal experiences that I have, but I'm going to tell you one in particular just because it's the one that came to my mind uh, first. So this was probably three or four years ago. Julie and I are, we always fly, not bragging, just stating a fact, first class. And we always try to seat, sit in seat 1A and 1B. Now, in this, on this particular flight, I don't know if you guys have ever flown in first class, but let me just say it definitely is worth the extra money. It's um, better. And the experience you have is totally better. So, you know, the, the stewardess is unlike when you're riding in Cala class, they really take the time, stewards and stewards always take the time to try to get to know you. And if you've flown on the airlines before, which we have before, they'll oftentimes remember your preferences. Like, what do you like? Do you like the newspaper? You know, do, what kind of wine do you like if you're drinking wine? That kind of thing. So, welcome back, to Mr. and Mrs. Harris. We sit down, and then they're getting to, you know, kind of take your coat and, you know, whatever else. And then they start talking with all the guests in first class, as is normal, as everyone else is loading up into the plane. This was a big plane where first class, uh, you know, essentially was uh, isolated from the rest of the plane so they could spend time with getting to know all of us. So Julie is always sits in the aisle. And why does she always sit in the aisle? Because, frankly, I'd rather have her have to talk to the steward and stewardesses than I would. So they strike up a conversation with Julie. 
And all I heard was Julie mentioned, they asked, so what do you guys do? And then we say, well, we have a coaching and training business for uh, small business owners. Oh, really? Can you? And then they start asking more questions. And then Julie said, well, we focus in, our, our primary focus and passion is helping real estate agents and real estate brokers build their businesses. Oh, boy, was that ever the wrong thing to say. And then what happened, nope. Julie? Well, I'm pretty sure I didn't get my glass of wine by the time we we landed <laughs> because then it was like all of a sudden it was like a real estate question free for all. And by 20 minutes Julie into the was giving flight, a little I, seminar, basically. I really felt like I ended up giving this little seminar because every one of these flight attendants, and I think there were like six of them just up where we were, every one of them had a different real estate question or story or situation that they were seeking help with. It was like opening the floodgates. I kid you not. And it wasn't just them. Then all you know, the rest of the passengers start listening. And I'm like, I just, you know, kind of wanted to relax and have my glass of wine already. But okay, because I'm here to help, right? So by the end of the flight, there were like two or three different leads that I had gathered for our various students in various cities. This is being situationally aware. There are real estate transactions happening all around you all the time. People with questions, curiosity. There are people who are real estate connoisseurs who like to invest and flip. In this case, because this has been a little while, about half of their situations from these different six people I was talking to had to do with either short sales or loan mods or foreclosure at the time. And this they, was like five they years didn't, ago, yeah, and they, they just, they didn't know what to do, and there was nobody counseling them to help them through these questions. It was amazing. They had a but lot of misinformation as well. So, so go ahead. We don't sell real estate anymore, uh, and honestly, the reason we don't sell real estate anymore is because it doesn't make sense for us to compete with our students. So when we get leads, we just refer them off to you guys. So, you know, that's how we've been doing it for a long time. But the moral of the story was, to really no fault of her own, she is now generating listing leads just because she let them know what she she did. Now, I can give you guys countless stories other countless than that. Stories. I mean, we're yeah. at a dinner party the other night uh, in our neighborhood, and, uh, you know, <laughs> right. same conversation. What do you guys do? We are small we, – da, 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 da. we help small business owners, entrepreneurs, our specialists in real estate. Okay, boom, what happened? Two listing leads just like that. I mean, oh, really, yeah. I was thinking, we were just looking for houses in, you know, XYZ neighborhood, and we were thinking about putting our houses for right. sale, and it's like, oh, my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. We cannot escape it. Maybe we should start selling real estate again. But the moral yeah. of the story was is everywhere we looked, everywhere we turned, and everywhere you look and everywhere you turn, there are real estate leads. Now, there's something that the Marines call, they call it situ- situationally aware, but this is another true story. So of you guys know that we own vacation properties in Laguna Beach, amongst other places. So in Laguna Beach, there's um, the Marines from uh, Camp Pendleton will spend their off days and their weekends. And so there's some of these guys walking around. You can always tell the Marines from their haircuts. And they're walking around. And I, you know, we always are very, you know, thank you for being of service to our country and, you know, those types of things. And so we Appreciate strike it. up a conversation yeah. with a group of them. Right. We strike up a conversation with a group of them. And um, I heard one of them say to the other, stay frosty, as he, as he and his friend were splitting off. They said, stay frosty. And I asked them, I mean, stay frosty. Is that like something you get at Wendy's? No, I didn't say that. But I said, so what does stay frosty mean? And he said, stay frosty essentially means be situationally aware. And he explained to me that when the Marines are on the front lines over and wherever they're serving, that it means be constantly watching your, uh, looking at what's going on around you, 
constantly be listening, be looking, and being ready to take action. Those are the three things that he said. So look, listen, and be ready to take action. Not just to protect yourself, but to protect your, your fellow Marines. So always be observing, always be looking, always be listening, and most importantly, always be ready to take action. So I wonder, as all of you guys are listening now, and it's literally our, these you know, radio shows are being listening to by thousands of agents, alive in a replay, I wonder how many of you every single day are going around life, when you're in line at Starbucks, you're in line at the grocery store, you're sitting in first class, how many of you are hiding your lights in the barrel? How many of you are telling yourself and rationalizing, not letting the world know that you're here to help? Remember we talk about that a lot. You hear Julie and I say it a lot. Let's drill down on that. So if you were one of my personal coaching clients, and I found out you were what Julie and I term a secret agent. You're like James Bond. You don't want anyone mm-hmm. to know what you do. You very rarely talk about what you do for a living because in your mind you've convinced yourself that you don't want to be pushy. Maybe you have a psychological hang-up about people seeing you as a salesperson. Maybe you're one of these realtors that will never say that you're a salesperson and you put all these other types of descriptors on your business cards, home <laughs> advisor, um, home, home counselor. counselor. Whatever else you guys decide, you are salespeople. Salespeople are the highest paid, most significant, most influential. I think, honestly, salespeople are the reasons that culturally we are the way we are. Salespeople are great doctors. Salespeople are the president. Salespeople are the people that have uh, governed us, have set our rules, our laws, who've laid out our, the, our streets. Those were all salespeople. Not salespeople in the traditional sense, some guy knocking on your door and waiting to sell you a set of steak knives, but salespeople in that when they had an idea, they had to be able to efficiently, effectively sell it to other people. That is what a salesperson is. That is what you are. Now, the hang-up happens when you guys have it in your minds that other people, because you might, other people might have the same hang-ups about salespeople that you do. So the quickest and easiest way to get over that mindset that income-killing mindset, is to simply say to yourself, and even say it out loud, how can I be of service to you? I'm here to help you. Because at the end of the day, guys, that is what your true purpose on this earth is, to be of service to other people. I know that message resonates with everybody listening, but you have to internalize it. And if you're one of these people that is going through life being a secret salesperson, you have to really question your true Uh, whether or not you're truly being in alignment with what your purpose on this earth is, being of service to other people. That is a profound, and might one call it a spiritual message, but it is true. So let that resonate with you. Just think about it. And next time you feel yourself sort of recoiling by the idea of uh, when you hear a conversation about real estate, interjecting yourself, say to yourself, you know what, I'm here to be of service. I want to help these people. That's my primary objective. And guys, as we talked about yesterday on the interview with Mark, when you help enough people at a high enough level, right, that's the key, you will have more money, more experiences, more life than you possibly can handle. But the key is to be of service to enough people, and of service I mean a high enough service. Provide a service, and in other words, excellent real estate services that people will stand in line to get. But it starts with you having the mindset of service. So let's think about this a little bit. Julie. Yes. Somebody is out and about, and, mm-hmm. you know, they want to start contacting, being in contact, having more conversations that result in business. How could they do it? Someone's standing in line at Starbucks, 
And let's say, for example, you know, they're wanting to, um, you know, it's a long line, so why not strike up some conversations about real estate? How can they do it? Sure. Well, you know, it seems like a super simple, almost stupid thing to do, but I have a lot of my clients whose coaching homework actually is to do exactly what you said, to go to Starbucks, but here's the key. They wear their real estate name tag. And yes, that reveals the fact that you are a salesperson, Julie Harris, Remax North, right there on my pin. You would be amazed at just, now, this assumes that you're not in there wearing cutoffs and flip-flops, that you have the whole package together, right? That you look professional, and you wear it. You're not weird about it. You wear your pin. That is one of the most simple ways to go about it, especially for our most secret agents, because it causes other people to ask them about real estate. Oh, I see you're with Remax. Tell me about the market. What's happening? Okay, it's kind of that's what I call reverse prospecting. Somebody no, actually a great comes idea. to you, and, and okay, people will simple. ask you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they will. It is a national. It is a national. Heck, Zillow. Uh, the founders of Zillow basically started it, uh, Rich Burton, I forget the other fellow's name, but they started that company because they were sort of, as they called it, they liked to, you know, kind of, they were kind of real estate fans. They wanted to know about house mm-hmm. values. They were curious about what the inside of this house looked like, the inside of that house looked like. So they started it because, as virtually every other American is, we're all sort of real estate enthusiasts. It's It's a total national pastime. If someone is not in the real estate market, they own real estate. So think about this. This actually goes back to something, Julia, that Frederick Eklund said, another one of our superstars. Mm-hmm. And you guys know him from the Million Dollar Listing New York. So, you know, he said when he walks out of his apartment, you know, apartment is a $16 zillion condo in Manhattan, right? And he walks right. out and he hits the street. He knows that every single person he runs into is going to be essentially an owner or want to own. That's it. Everywhere yeah. he turns, it's someone who wants to own real estate or who owns real estate. And that's really an interesting thought. And so, obviously, he makes a point of saying, hey, I'm Frederick Eklund with ABC Realty. And, you know, if you know of anyone that's interested in buying in this building, I have some folks that are thinking about selling. And those conversations spin off. But if you are in your mind, oh, no, that's not my style. I don't approach people like that. Well, I'm guessing that that is probably the reason why you're not making more money and the reason that you're not willing to approach people like that or even just have conversations when you're at the dinner party or you're sitting in the plane seat is because you're thinking about something other than, I'm here to be of service, how can I help you, right? Just try exactly that it. thought on right now. Don't you see when you try that thought on, the apprehension and fear of having conversations with folks just sort of goes away? Because here's the reality, the being of service thought not to mention lifestyle, living that actual, you know, having that be who you are, that cannot exist in the same person at the same time as the I'm afraid to let people know who I am because I'm a salesperson. All the ego-based fears, they have to go away when you're allowing the dominant thought in your mind to be, how can I be of service to you? My, my, you know, the highest and greatest use that I have and any human has in this earth is to be of service to others. When you have that as your dominant thought, the ego stuff goes away. I don't care how introverted you are. I am literally coaching a guy, Julie, you know this, mm-hmm. who's a rocket scientist who worked at NASA. Yeah, I know. Right? For real, now, not talk, made up. A want, real rocket scientist. Yeah, a real rocket scientist. So, you know, he's fun because he's so damn smart. But his problem is, is that he's so damn smart, he can think himself into a corner like that. So yep. the reality of it is, is replace all the overanalyzing thoughts with, 
How can I be of service? I'm here to help you. So much you. easier to look at it that way. You know, it's, it's not pleasurable. about you. It's how you can be. It is. And, you know, what helps with that, a lot of uh, people are secret agents because they have this reject, this fear of rejection. You know, if they talk about it and they don't get what they want, that somehow that that's an affront to their ego. And I'm always reminding people, look, if somebody doesn't do real estate with you, it's just because they're not ready right now to buy or sell real estate. How does that have anything to do with you? How are you taking that personally? They either want your help and you can help them or not. Let's not think ourselves into a corner, as you say. You know, we can't overthink this. So when you put yourself into that mindset, what can I be doing to be of service to this person? All that other crap kind of just melts away. It's so much easier. And the other thing, Tim, to answer your question, how somebody can jump into this is to use the Ford script that we teach. Again, focusing on the other person, building some more Ford script. It's more of a memory jogger than a script. Ford stands for family, occupation, recreation, dreams. These are things to talk about and ask the other person about. And when they do the uh, reciprocal question, when you ask how's their job, they're going to say, it's great, I'm glad you asked, how's real estate? Well, that works because it opens the door for you to talk about real estate. makes it easier. Exactly. You know, you can also say things like, you know, I was just showing a house in the neighborhood, or I was just speaking with one Mm -hmm. of the neighbors in the neighborhood about putting their house for sale, or I have some relocating buyers. You know, share with the world in conversation with you know what you're doing like this weekend is easter so you're not going to probably be out selling real estate but you can say you know after easter it's typical for a lot of folks to put their houses for sale and i'm really excited about the opportunities to help a lot of my buyers who've been sitting on the fence you know look for a home and you know have conversations with people everybody wants to know about real estate everybody wants to know about property values everybody wants to know about the new development everybody wants to know about who's paid what when and wherever and all the rest of it that's the nature of the industry that we're in embrace it and 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 change shift your mindset just try it on this is your homework everyone's gonna have homework from today's radio show i want everyone and back me up on this julie so we're going to hold all thousands and Mm -hmm. thousands of people accountable (laughs) okay everyone Try on, just for a moment, the mindset of service, the mindset of what can I do to be of service to you, how can I help you, and then your homework is going to be start three conversations with folks, doesn't matter if they're you know, people you see every day at Starbucks, we always use that as an example because that's how we used to get a lot of business, or whether or not it's basically people that you run into that you've never met before. I want you, Julie wants you, your challenge is to be of service by asking you know, starting a real estate conversation. Did you see the house that just came for sale around the, uh, around the corner? Wow, did you read in the paper or about how much home values have appreciated? A lot of my sellers just can't hardly believe it. Those types of comments, guys. Those are conversational conversation starters. If you're way introverted, which a lot of you are, Julie's idea about wearing your name pin and the name of your brokerage will be a conversation starter. Don't be embarrassed about what you do. It's how you're paying be weird about your it. bills. If you're it's weird how you're about feeding it, your family. You know, yeah, and you know, it, it's interesting. If you can just be yourself talking about real estate. Some of you guys That's are it. all, oh, I can't just put a salesperson hat on. I can't just snap my fingers. Not everybody comes off like, for example, Frederick Eklund. I mean, here he's a guy that's not weird about being a salesperson, right? He's weird about other things. <laughs> right. But if, if you're kind of recoiling and saying, well, I'm not that kind of salesperson, you don't have to be. Let that go. Be yourself talking about real estate. The key is there you go. talking about real estate. And, Jules, we're going to end the show there because guess what? I'm a minute late for a free coaching call. Me too. 
<laughs> so we'll talk with you guys tomorrow. See you then. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.